Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Chargian and Brian Johnson. Welcome to Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I'm Paul Chargian. My co-host is Brian Johnson on the phone. Hey, Brian. Hello, Church. From afar. Uh, from afar. Because uh, I have what and what I what really hope is not going to be a, a November tradition. I have got COVID again, uh, just like last November. And now hoping um, that that's this will wrap up a little quicker this time. Uh, so we're not putting not putting you in any danger, Brian, and keeping you far away from me, which is your preference, pretty much every week anyway. Uh, I appreciate that, and I'm not. Not one to look at right now. I just had a cavity filled, so I know. I so out of my face, this kind of swollen. So, I'm yeah. all phlegmy. But, uh, you've got you've got half your face numb. This is going to be this is going to not be our strongest podcast. I don't think. Oh we man, we almost just would would rather just get chopped right now. Just just chop the heads off. I know. Free of all all of our ailments, but we'll, we'll make do. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yes, we are here for you. Only two weeks of free agency left, everybody. So. Yeah, spend now. Um, there's not a lot of reason to wait other than managing your bye weeks, of which there are uh, buys this week, Arizona and Carolina on bye this week, and then the six teams on bye next week. Just be really cognizant that those teams are on bye, and you'll want to be sure to that you know, anybody you bid on now, boy, you know, hyper-cognizant of, of whether or not they've got their bye passed or, or not. You don't want to be walking, spending a bunch of money on a player you need only to have them go on bye next week. Yeah, can't can't put it any better than that. Can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. No, not at this point. Normally, we do uh, a fair amount of time on broad bidding strategies, but I think we're at a stage now here, uh, before we get into the 10 most chopped players, Brian, where we can simply just say, for for pretty much anybody other than the big helpers, you're spending $1, $5, $8 on middle tier to low end guys you maybe nothing on low end guys at this point it's just middle tier guys and there's they're only you're only going to pay a couple of bucks cuz you know half of your half of your league that's left doesn't have any money left and the ones that do aren't spending much yeah you're essentially going practically all in based on whatever your budget is on the big names and like you said you're spending a dollar at most on a uh, lineup fillers or you know Dart throw depth players a dollar, but if not, you just grab them for free on Friday when first come first served opens up. So, uh, yeah, it's really about just your strategic. You know, when you're shoving all your chips into into the middle of the table, it's about that time of the season. Let's talk through the ten most chopped players, Brian. Um, let's uh, in, in in most cases, some of these guys, maybe you know, two or three of them are going to be available in your league. We begin with the number 10 most chopped player, Jacksonville running back Travis Etienne. Etienne. Uh, it sounds like his foot injury is going to be fine and that he could have come in back into last week's game. His upcoming schedule, Brian, is at Detroit, at Tennessee, and the average winning bid last week was $52. Yeah, it's a, it's a good matchup, a good ma- good matchup and a bad matchup on the horizon. They, they say they kept him out of last week's game, Etienne, for precautionary measures. Right. We'll see if that's the case. I'll just throw it out there. Jermichael Hasty should be at least bid on for a buck or added on Friday, just, mm-hmm. just in the event. But it seems like uh, ETN uh, will be a go. But, yeah, he, he's just not guaranteed that full workload. He never really was. So I'm, a, I'm around 60 bucks on ETN. 
moving forward for the rest of the year. I have a $50 on ETN. Not It's going to be a tricky start next week at Tennessee. is really tough. The ninth most chopped player, Tampa Bay wide receiver Mike Evans. The upcoming schedule is... Well, by the way, what a bummer game from Evans. I hadn't, I hadn't gotten knocked out of any of my guillotine leagues in a long time until this week. Got knocked out of one uh, based on a Mike Evans decision that I wished would like to have back. His upcoming schedule well, since... Yeah. The, the process was right, George. He had like 160-plus air yards. Oh, jeez. Wound up with thirty. So really, it's not, oh. like, it's not like he wasn't part of the game plan. He was a big part of the game plan, but yeah, the, the the wind was blowing in Cleveland. There's a, a few excuses you could have. He almost connected on a long play, but yeah, a, a bummer game for Evans. It really was. Godwin had all the same conditions, but t- did great. Uh, Cincinnati and then Philadelphia. That's not the easiest upcoming schedule for Mike Evans. The average winning bid last week twenty three dollars. Yeah. Uh, couple tough matchups on the horizon and again he, he was a part of the game plan the air yards are there the targets were there but tough matchups in the next couple weeks the buy is in the rear view for tampa bay that's a good thing but evans isn't that just set and forget it wide receiver one or even wide receiver two option for that matter i i, I would still start him he's flex worthy he's certainly rosterable rosterable excuse me but i'm at a i'm only about $35 on Evans right now. Mm. And the loss of right tackle Tristan Wirfs is potentially a massive blow to an already beleaguered offensive line. I have just yep. $10 on Mike Evans, and I, I thought seriously about going zero based on the productivity he's given you this year and these, this upcoming schedule and, the, and the, the trouble with the offensive line. Yeah, I certainly would be mad if I got outbid on my $35. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. The eighth most chopped player, San Francisco running back Christian McCaffrey. The upcoming schedule, pretty tough. Miami is a sneaky good run defense. Tampa's return to form is a run defense. The average winning bid last week, $155. Are you going all in on Christian McCaffrey with Elijah Mitchell out of the picture for the rest of the year? Yeah, Elijah Mitchell out of the picture, but knee irritation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've really heard that term before. Is is in the picture with McCaffrey, which it, it, of course is, is alarming for a player that well, let's admit it has been kind of injury prone the last few years. So I, I still think just because Mitchell is out, even if McCaffrey was a hundred percent, he's not getting a hundred percent of the touches. I still foresee a, you know, a 70, 30 timeshare at best for McCaffrey, whether it's with Tyrion Davis price or, um, I'm blanking on the the running back that was the third street running back that was active last week. So I'm proceeding with caution with CMC. I'm only at a hundred bucks on him. He just doesn't seem like he's guaranteed that bell cow role. But uh, San Francisco is certainly going to have their foot on the gas. Their job they they haven't won their division yet by any means. They're still in a, a heated competition with mm-hmm. Seattle, and they're they're jockeying for playoff position. So they want to play McCaffrey as much as possible. But this knee irritation thing has got me a little worried. So I'm just at a hundo on CMC. Allow me to remind listeners about my, at least my all in rules because we're at a stage of the season where you can push all your chips in and, and Christian McCaffrey is the upside to be the highest scoring running back the rest of the way. Um, I would only push all of your chips in and I'd hold back five bucks. Uh, I wouldn't push them all in. I'd hold back five bucks for next week. Uh, if you meet all of the following criteria, one, your starting roster doesn't have any holes. 
This is and two. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a significant upgrade over who's he's whoever he's replacing. And three, you can manage any remaining buys in your roster this week and next week. So if those are all in place and you want to go all in and Christian uh, Christian McCaffrey, I say go for it. The seventh most shot player, Dallas running back Tony Pollard. He's got a uh, he's got a game against Indianapolis and Houston. Those are two favorable games and an average winning bid last week of fifty dollars. He got the backseat role to Ezekiel Elliott last week. Yeah, Zeke had the better fantasy game, and uh, I'm surprised $50 seems low going into last week because people were still, everyone was riding high on that massive game that Pollard had against Minnesota. But moving forward, Zeke looks pretty healthy right now, so we're back to at least that 50-50 timeshare, it seems like. So I'll I'll stick at the $50. I won't be too upset if I get outbid on Pollard because if Zeke stays healthy, his upside remains somewhat capped, but for whatever reason, you know, Zeke needs to miss a game or two. Pollard, almost matchup proof if he's the only healthy running back for the Cowboys. So uh, 50 seems like a safe a safe bid, but with a lot of upside uh, involved. I went 25 just because Zeke is healthy. I mean, if you told me Zeke was going to miss games, Pollard's a top five running back in any game Zeke misses, but can't know that. The sixth most chopped player, Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes. His, his upcoming schedule is at Cincinnati and then at Denver. The Denver one's really tricky. Cincinnati's kind of neutral. Average winning bid last week, 62 bucks on one of the few game-changing quarterbacks out there. What are you putting on Patrick Mahomes? Well, the main concern going into that Rams game for the Chiefs was, were the Rams going to keep pace enough for you know Patrick Mahomes to stuff the stat sheet like he's done all season. And I was kind of shocked the Rams did score. I didn't even know if they were going to score any points in right. that game. So, so you know, there was the rare uh, ground score by Isaiah Pacheco. So those sapped Mahomes' numbers a little bit. But it's Patrick Mahomes. He's He remains one of the, the three game-changing quarterbacks right now. Um, if I don't have – Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, I'm, I'm going after Mahomes, and I'll go. I was at 100 last week. I would almost bump that up just a little more this week with lesser teams. I want to have one of those top three quarterbacks, so I'll say 110 on Mahomes. Yeah, I went 95 on Mahomes. We both went over the average winning bid last week, which is not like us. Um, but if again, if if you don't have one of the big three, this guy's a massive upgrade. He leads quarterbacks in basically every passing stat. So. Obviously, very good player. Uh, the number five most chopped player is Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook. Uh, we warned people about this exact scenario looking at the schedule and uh, a couple of weeks ago when he uh, when he came up here before, and we were like, we're not, we're not buying on Cook right now. Upcoming schedules, the Jets, that's a good defense. And then at Detroit, the average winning bid last week was $55. Yeah, the Jets matchup is is a tricky one. Their their defense is borderline elite, uh, if not elite. And I feel like, like we said last week, where we'd be talking about Cook this week, I think we might uh, replay that track and we'll be saying the same thing. Or we're saying, I'm basically alluding, alluding to the same thing now. We might be talking about Cook next week. So I, I feel like beyond the Jets game, it's not. He's got a fairly favorable schedule, top twelve in the most favorable schedules for fantasy pros for running backs. But because I think he might sort of drop a dud against the Jets, I'm only going sixty on Cook. I think next week I'll be 
more in the 80, 90 range, but I'm just at 60 this week for Cook because yeah. it's a it's a pretty poor matchup. You're assuming Cook's going to come up again next week, and, and maybe he will. He's come up fairly often here, and the average winning bid last week was just $55. Shocked me that it was that low on Dalvin Cook, but I think people have sort of figured out the, the middling box scores here. The fourth most chopped yeah. uh, player this week, San Francisco wide receiver Debo Samuel. He's got the hamstring, and that limited him last week. Um, he's injured goods. Uh, upcoming schedule is Miami, which is a favorable matchup, and then Tampa Bay. Uh, average winning bid last week for Debo Samuel, coming off a, a much better game, was $42. So even though we were saying the knee irritation thing is a concern for Christian McCaffrey, he's still a mouth to feed. George Kittle's a mouth to feed. Brandon Ayuk has stepped up and we've seen him put up big games in the past. Another, another mouth to feed with the injury concerns baked in with Samuel. He's certainly not that viable for, you know, guaranteed wide receiver one smash play that he was in the second half of, of last season. So she said 42 last week. That, yep. that that sounds about right. Maybe even a little high just because they don't need to lean on Debo like they did last year. So I'm, I'm at, I'll say 35 right now on uh, Debo. I went one buck on Debo. I'm out. <laughs> I'm basically, okay. I'm out. It's just, I think Christian McCaffrey eats too much of his role. And uh, we've seen so little scoring and production, too many dud games from Debo Samuel. The third most chop player staying with the San Francisco 49ers is tight end George Kittle. He'd been pretty good for about the last six weeks, but pretty much invisible last week. The upcoming schedules I mentioned before is Miami and Tampa Bay. The average winning bid for George Kittle last week was $33. Are you going higher or lower this week? I mean, Kittle, I think at least eight offensive players for the Niners could have been literally invisible and they still would have beat the saints last week. They just wasn't, there wasn't a, a great spot for the 49ers offense from a, a fantasy perspective because new Orleans just did nothing uh, on the other side of the ball or uh, when they, when they had the ball. Uh, but you know, Kittle tight ends, they've been dropping like flies and there's no yeah. guarantee that that Dallas Goddard's going to come back or Kyle Pitts. We know Zach Ertz is done for the year. It seems like Darren Waller is done for the year. It's basically, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, brutal drop touchdown by Mark Andrews, by the oh, way. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mentioned the league I got chopped in because I started Mike Evans. That would have been the difference had he caught that pass, that touchdown uh, in the one, end zone. One league, uh, I'm heavily relying on Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Andrews. And, and if you were watching the game, Jackson initially rushes for a touchdown. Yes, he did. And I'm like, great. I'm like, great. I'll take the rushing touchdown. I, I want, I want the touchdown to Andrews. You know, I, I'll get the double, the double of points. So like, L. Jacks ruled short. Next play is the, the brutal drop by Andrews. So then I went even worse. Then it's just Edwards touchdown, just, just awful. But uh, anyway, where were we? George Kittle. But yeah, he's he's a top four wide uh, tight end option. Matchups are not. I mean, he's he's a guy you, you're going to want to roll the dice on unless you have Travis Kelsey or, or Mark Andrews who we kind of been ragging on. So I'm going to go a little heavy on Kittle, even though he's kind of an up and down player. He, he does have his spike weeks, his down weeks. So I'm at 40 bucks on Kittle more than Debo. Mm-hmm. A lot for me, a lot more than Debo. Uh, all the reasons you said, they're just so few good tight ends. And as a reminder, when the, when rosters lock after week 14, 
you need to have two of every position so that if somebody gets hurt, you need two tight ends. So if your starter gets hurt, going one deep on Kittle can be very advantageous for you. I'm at the same $33 that it was his average winning bid last week. Yeah, with McCaffrey and Samuel, I mean, if they if, if they were both to, you know, miss a game or two at the same time. That, Which that's, could happen. Uh, yeah, could, could happen this happen. week. It's, it's feasible. The second most chopped player, Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow, with a uh, fairly unexpected dud. Um, T. Higgins uh, did pretty well, and I thought uh, based on his box score alone, Burrow would be a little better here. Upcoming schedule is Green Bay. The secondary has not been right. And then he goes on by. Average winning bid on Burrow last week was just $18. What are you putting on Joe Burrow? We're really all or nothing on like the big three quarterbacks who say we'll bid, you know, 80 to 100 on them. The, the Josh Allens, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or it's or it's nothing. I won't say nothing on Burrow because he's going to get, or it's very much seems like Jamar Chase will make his return, which is a, a huge boost to Burrow obviously. So I won't say nothing, but you know, we're down to what, six teams left yep. in most leagues. So, and you, you do want to double up for the, for the playoffs. Sure. So it's not like Burroughs is going to be floating as a free agent. Someone's going to add him, but I would only add, uh, or I would only bid three bucks on Burrow right now. I was five and the most chopped player last week, Tennessee running back, Derek Henry. He's got at Philadelphia. They've struggled against the run for the most part over the last month. And then Jacksonville, the average winning bid last week on Derrick Henry was $164. We basically said go all in on him last week, or I did at least. And he wouldn't be on this list if not for – it was like a 75-yard screen pass play, and he fumbled on the, on the two-yard line. <laughs> yes. And Traylon Burks reaps the benefits of the touchdown. At least he got some, some good points on the catch, but still, he would not be on this list not for that, that, that dagger of a fumble. But the easiest remaining strength of schedule for a running back per fantasy pros, I'm just eyeing the Week 16 matchup the Texans who Henry has three straight games of at least 200 yards, Jeez. two touchdowns oh, it's man. Like straight out of the Marvel universe type production. That <laughs> is crazy. That's against the Texans. So I, I, I'll, I'll say 200 and it's really just going by your all in parameters. Of course, don't save a few bucks, but Outbid anyone else if you if you're the fab leader. Just just do what you can to get Derrick Henry. Really, regardless of who you have at running backs, you can flex running backs, and he seems like he's the stars are aligned for him to be just money down the stretch. Uh, agreed. I'm all in on Derrick Henry. Uh, last thing, and we always wrap up the show with some waiver wire guys that might be able to help you. Uh, let me mention uh, a couple quarterbacks. We talked about you need a second quarterback on your roster. So when the roster's lock in two weeks, you've got a backup quarterback ready to go. Jimmy G's got the second easiest strength to schedule the rest of the way. You can pick him up. Uh, Mike White is the easiest schedule the rest of the way, including Minnesota this week. Uh, it's startable this week. You could uh, you could pick either one of those two guys up for a buck. At the running back position, uh, potential starters, Ty Johnson could be a starter for the Jets. Uh, Latavius Murray available in about half of leagues, Brian. 
Uh, he's getting all the work there. Uh, J.K. Dobbins expected to return in about two weeks. Dontrell Hilliard as an elite handcuff to Derrick Henry and, and somebody you could play in a pinch. Any of those guys worthy of a buck or two from you? Yeah, certainly all of them. And, and Mike Boone, even, he's he could make yeah, his return. coming off the IR, yeah. So that would, I, w- I wouldn't go too nuts on Murray. I would just throw, you know, some people will probably bid upwards of $10 thinking they're going to get a starting running back, but Mike Boone might throw a wrench in those plans. And, and we mentioned, briefly mentioned Jermichael Hasty too. You never know. You, yeah. Travis Etienne might not be good to go. And right. Hasty. Hasty had a great game uh, once ETN went down. Sadly, those numbers presumably would have went to ETN, but uh, Hasty filled in admirably, so I threw a buck or two at him as well. Yeah, no real Snoop Connor effect, sadly. No, uh, he, he did see some snaps, though. He did. He actually hit the field. I, he was I active. I thought of you. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah. you just, when you saw his 11 yards, you immediately thought of me. Um, Elijah Moore, do anything for you? Wide receiver, available in most leagues? Why not? I mean, this is, seems like it's a, a brand new team now that Mike White's back in, and this is—he's—he had one amazing game last year and one bad one, from what I recall. And so far, he's had one great game. And Elijah Moore—he he wasn't Garrett Wilson, but I mean, the talent, the draft capital was all there for Elijah Moore. Hopefully, you know, he can put the pass behind him and just he and Mike White can work on their chemistry moving forward. I'm somewhat intrigued. I'd throw a buck or two at more, sure. All right, let me give you uh, one tight end to think about. I mentioned earlier the Jets have the easiest remaining strength of schedule for passers. How about Tyler Conklin? Is that backup tight end we've been telling people they need to get? Yeah, he's got good matchups coming up, and it's a tight end end wasteland out there. I personally, I I had a foster... Foster Morrow, not yes, Morrow, Morrow, and Tyler Conklin. And just looking at the schedule, I said it's uh, Conklin time. Time right. to blow the conch shell. He he, yeah. he had uh, fifty yards. I mean, basically Zach Wilson is just kryptonite to every pass catcher. So now that he's no longer under center, I'm, right. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by all these Jets who talked about with more have a favorable. Uh, schedule moving forward when it, when it comes to uh, the pass game. You could start Conklin this week against Minnesota. Well, thank Certainly. you. Yeah, thank you for getting to the end of this plague-filled edition <laughs> of the CHOP podcast. I'm not happy it's worked out this way at all, but I'm impressed that you made it to the end. Congratulations on that. Best of luck uh, this week. Staying alive as we head into what will be the final week of the CHOP podcast next week. We only, you know, we do this just, it's all around bringing you bidding advice and Next week's it. That's it, Brian. I know. Well, until it's be sad. next year, but a lot of heads to roll need to roll before then. Yeah, just just not yours. We'll, we'll vow to be together in the same room for the for the grand finale. That is yeah. a deal. Let's hope that's the, the case. Week, the week fourteen chop podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye.